Hi, everyone. Welcome to Promises Podcast. This is episode five. Wow, five. That's been so fun. We have been blessed. We enjoy this time together. We enjoy talking about the Lord, encouraging you all. And we've been receiving some good feedback from people that have been blessed, that have been encouraged, that have been convicted at times. And we want to hear from you. Let us know how this is ministering to you. And don't forget to click on Spotify, Apple, YouTube, like and subscribe, sign up. We want you to get this in in your inbox and check it out and be encouraged. Last week, we were talking about verses that keep us in check, right? Those guardrails, those conviction verses that really just are a mirror to ourselves and what we are, what we have going on on the inside. Mm, And you know, we did not even get to where we needed to get, um, where where we wanted to get, I guess, I don't know. Um, So we're going to continue just really where the Lord has led us as far as the verses that really keep us in check. Um, Lori, do you have a verse that you want to start with? I do. I was thinking about Romans 12. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service, mm-hmm. and do not be conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable, perfect will of God. So many of us know this verse. We can mm-hmm. quote this verse. We might have it up, you know, in a Hobby Lobby, cute decor in our home. Right. But living it out? Totally different ballgame. <laughs> Hard, right? Yes. So I think that as moms, it might resonate a little bit more in the sense that you 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 sacrifice your body. You know, I remember mm-hmm. my sister often watching her with her little ones eating last, right? right. You serve your spouse, you serve your children, you eat last, um, and that's a, a definitely a way of presenting your body, a living sacrifice, serving your family. I think it was Billy Graham's wife that used to have a little plaque by her sink where she washed her dishes and she said ministry done here three times a day right breakfast lunch it's a godly thing to take care of your family you know yes it is a work it is um sacrificial um i do i love that verse it is convicting it helps us refocus and remember Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. um because i read one time um the trouble with a living sacrifice is that keeps wanting to get off the altar right we're supposed to <laughs> yes. surrender and we right. keep wanting to take it back and that's surrender right. and take it back. And so that's so encouraging that um, that we need, our minds need to be transformed, yes. right? Yes. I mean, th- this world is contrary right. to um, God's plan, Absolutely. God's will. And I mean, even just the value of, of staying home and, or, or whether you work inside the home or outside the home, but taking care of your family, right? you know, that's not Important. esteemed, right? not by the world. Right. But I love that verse in the Old Testament, the keepers of the stuff. Oh, I love that you too. You love that? Yes, um, yes. Where the army, David's army went out and to retrieve the plunder, right? And they're, they're going out and um, conquering, conquering. Yes. They're, they're doing what they need to do. But then there were those men that stayed with the stuff. They protected the women. <laughs> yeah. They protected the children. They kept care of the herds that they had. And, you know, when they returned with the spoils, when the, when the military returned with the spoils, what was the command? Divided evenly. Mm-hmm. Those that keep the stuff are just as valuable and important. And everybody thought that was right. Nobody grumbled. Nobody right? grumbled <laughs> because you know I think of you know 
my role in, in our home. You know, my husband can go to Japan. He's gone to New York. He's been to Israel a few times without me. You know, uh, Mexico mission trips. Uh, Connecticut and different places. He's gone with the youth with, on missionary. I mean, Houston, right? He's right. gone so many places. I was thinking places. of the Samaritan's Purse ministries that he's gone as a chaplain. As a chaplain mm-hmm. and the different things that he's done. And God calls me to mind my home so mm. that he can go do what God has called him to do. And my job is no less valuable or no less important. Right. I get to set him free to go conquer or go do whatever. And it might seem big and beautiful or just fun. I remember when he would take the youth to Catalina or to Palm oh, Springs right. and I'm changing diapers at home because <laughs> it just yes. wasn't the season for me to right. go. And you know what? I'm a keeper of the stuff. And isn't this a good heart check. Yes. I'm a living sacrifice, Lord. I'm yes. giving up my body. I mean, nursing mamas waking up in yes. the middle of the night, you're literally giving up your bodies. And, but then also men, you know, the construction worker, you know, the public school teacher, the whatever your, your, um, career and your trade, you giving of your bodies. I know of some men that have back pain, right? And they, they do that to, to provide for their families. And so you're, you're giving your body a living sacrifice. And I love the part that says, which is your reasonable service. When we look at the cross, you know, Easter's coming, which we're so excited to be celebrating soon. It's reasonable. It's what is expected. It's, it's like the minimal. It's like it's the least we could do for all that he's done for us. Exactly. Yes. When when we think that he bore my punishment, my shame, your punishment, your shame. Um, you can take care of your littles and cut the, um, crust off of little, you know, little Josh's bread. I don't know. Did he, Yeah, he did not like crust. We had these (laughs) dinosaur, dinosaur, dinosaur shaped cutouts that I would cut them, his peanut butter sandwiches. Yes. And the crusts were gone. And And we all know Caitlin doesn't like bread. Caitlin does not like bread. So hers was probably apple with peanut butter on Uh, it. Apples and peanut butter. Yes. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Right. But But those are the things. And I remember one time hearing, I can't remember if it was Alistair Begg, but it was a godly, awesome Bible teacher on the radio. And he said, you know, we think of the Jim Elliots and, you know, even present day, a Victor Marks type person. Sure. And, and like you mentioned the conquests, you know, King David and Paul. And he said, there's going to be mamas and grandmas in heaven that made their husband a sandwich for lunch every day. And they're going to get all of this rewards. And I started weeping. It ministered to well, me. Especially what, with you raising your Isaac. Right. Right. Oh yeah. You can't, are, are you're not free to right. go to certain places, right. do certain things. Not that your heart wouldn't love to, right. but you're taking care of your son and God values that. That's right. That's right. And it's, I love what you, how you mentioned the uh, renew your mind because the leave it to beaver, why pick it fence, you know, dad, mom, 2.5 kids, dog, fight or whatever. Right. That imagery is, is shamed now. Right. It's shamed and it's, it's shunned. And, you know, the nuclear families no more. And, you know, Dr. Dobson, you know, talked about that for years. But wait a minute. God says, renew your mind. God says he created man and woman in his image and the two shall come together. You, you know yes. what I'm trying to say? Yes. So, so Lord, if you're calling me, I've, I've counseled with women. I'm sure you have too. My husband wants me to stay home. I don't want to stay home. I want to work. Right. And I say, you know what? You pray, you talk with your husband about this and you wait on God. You know, people would always ask me, and I always found this question quite odd, um, because I stayed home once we had my son. I was teaching before, and they would say, well, didn't you go to college? And I'd say, yes. Right. Well, I've didn't you get a question. degree? Right. Yes. 
well, well, why, why are you, are you wasting home? it? That's right. Waste, I got the same thing. Waste. How could bettering myself in any way, shape, or form be a waste? Right. Like, especially now I get to pour it into my family. I get to pour it into my children. Who else would I want to pour into? Right. You know? Right. Um, yeah, so it's just inf- interesting. Yes. The mindset that is contrary to, what to God's, God's word. To God's word. Yes. Yeah. Jesus washed stinky feet. Right. We change diapers or we do laundry in <laughs> the bathroom. That's you know? right. And, yes. and those, those tasks, um, they may seem um, minimal or they may seem, I don't know. I, that word comes mundane. to my subservient. Like it's oh, less But it is than, a servant, right? Yes. It is a servant. But aren't we called to be servants? Yes, we are. Yes, we are. And to take joy in it because in, mm. in talking about heart checks, guardrail verses, I think it's, you know, John 13, 35, by this, all will know that you're my disciples if you have love for one another. Yeah. So I put this one as a hard check, Diane, because I thought, well, people look at Laura Gonzalez at Diane McTarsey and say, she's loving. Hmm. Sometimes, yes, my friends will, my family will. But with strangers, I want to be loving. Why? Because then people will know my Jesus. Well, that's how they know who Jesus is. Exactly. And that's why I think the enemy has run so rampant with the church divisions. They're mm, all over the place. Yes. And if we as believers, like-minded, who name the name of Christ, can't get along, yeah. how, what kind of witness are right. we being? Right. So yes, love for, that love covers a multitude of sins. That we would love and love to the point of sacrifice. Yes. And esteeming others as higher than ourselves. That's you know, a good one. Um, I love that one too. Because all, we don't always do it. It's all about self, right? right? Me first. What does Joe always say? The trinity of me, myself, and I. I'm first. Yes. I want the cake first. I want, you know, that comfy blanket. I want this. the best parking spot. The best everything. Uh, yeah, right. You know? It's so true. And so the Lord tells us to die to self. Um, I'm going to totally jump on something different, but this yes. is one for me that convinced me. And I really think of like the kids that are attending school mm-hmm. and you know, it's lunchtime and they're timid and they don't want to pray before mm. they eat because you know, they're going to be thought of as being weird. And right. that's a very small part of it, but it, it can go to extreme where it says in Matthew 10 33, but whoever denies me before men, I will deny him before my father who is in heaven. That cuts to the quick of my heart. Yes. Um, am I willing to stand and to live for Jesus? If it means ridicule. I immediately think of Tim Tebow. Mm, right. Mocked beyond all get out for kneeling, right? Well, and the and the scripture, didn't he? John 3.16, yes. And and I, I heard this and it blasted my heart so much. And I'm not a football person. I know you and your I family are. <laughs> um, that was what, when he started doing that, mm-hmm. putting the John 3.16 on his face or, you know, I, I don't even know In what it's called. In his eye black, yeah. Okay. Um that it was the most Googled verse for like three years in a row. Because, because of he Tebow. had it on, that witness. What a witness. And he, <laughs> he, he got ridiculed. Mm. He did. But look, he stood. And so that we would not be ashamed. I want the Lord, when I enter in heaven one day, to say, this is, you know, Jesus to say, oh, this is Diane. Oh, she was a warrior. She, Father, look. I don't want him to be ashamed. Right. That that just breaks my heart. Oh, that's heart. so good, Diane. You Thank know? you for sharing that. Yes. It's it is a heart check because it isn't just the the example of the praying publicly, but sometimes God just calls us to do, you know, I'll use my husband's word, gnarly, out of the box things, you know, mm-hmm. to pray with someone, to share with someone. Um, and even within the church, um, there we have a friend who was injured one time with a really intense skateboard accident mm. and he was off from work. And I, I love this story of the generosity of, of the quickening of the Holy Spirit. A brother in Christ just said, God told me to give this to you. And it was 
a couple thousand dollars. Wow. Just crazy something. Just, just step just out a and obey. You God know, told me to do this. My husband is one. When we first started dating, he loves to throw you out of your comfort zone. <laughs> and we'd be talking to someone we met on um, wherever we were at, and and he would say, "Oh, Diane." pray with her. She needs prayer. Like, or she, she has this going on after he's just talking to somebody, ministering to somebody. And I would feel so uncomfortable <laughs> and he'd just throw me in. Oh, you need to pray with this individual or you need to talk to this That's individual. That's the coach in him. Oh my word. Go in, you're you're, you're up in. next. It's yeah. your turn. Um, here's one. And I think, cause we all mess up, you know, we all don't say something when the Lord's mm. prompting us or we all giving, let's say, I want you to give, or I want you to do this. And we've not, we've, we've, we've held. held back. We've held mm-hmm. back. So I love the verse in Proverbs 24, 16 that says, for a righteous man falls seven times and rises again, but the wicked stumble in times of calamity. I think I could be wrong, but I think that verse is on one of the in and out Products. Oh, I, I wouldn't be surprised. I think it's on the bottom of the fries. We'll have to go have message to us, and look. Message us, Go check, friends. check underneath. But you know, I love that because we are going to fall. I think of the offensive line in football. My son mm. played on the offensive line. And you know, those guys, their job is to protect the quarterback. Mm. Their job is to make sure, you know, that that running back is able to to get the ball and run or the receiver has time to right. get out there. And, and and they literally sacrifice their bodies wow, every play. So their job is to hold the line, right? And they get knocked down. But what do they do the very next play? They're back up. And they do it again and again and again for every down. Right. They sacrifice themselves so that the play can go and they can hopefully, you know, score points and win the game. And that's just a game. But what a picture. You know, do we choose to get up? You you see a quarterback that gets sacked. He gets tackled and he's on the ground. And what is he doing? His eyes are looking to see, did did that pass get caught? You know, and and so, and then what does he do the next play? Gets up again. And that leads into, therefore, there's no condemnation in Christ because we could either do one or two things. I messed up so and brush it under the rug, or we can, as my girlfriend said, and I love this term, she said, over repent. And I said, I never heard that before. Mm -hmm. There's no condemnation in Christ. I did this, Lord, and Uh, I'm the scum of the earth. And and now you're focusing on me. Right. Oh, so are you saying the blood is not enough? Mm. It is enough. It is enough. So since his blood's enough, the righteous fall seven times. You're going to fall, but get get up up and then repent, make it right, do what you need to do. And as you were talking about the uh, football illustration, I was thinking of, is it Colson? That was with Nixon and made a big mess. Yes, yes. And God used him mightily. In the prisons. Yes. In the prisons. So that's a righteous man that fell and God catapulted him into amazing ministry. Amazing ministry because he chose to get up and it's like, but the wicked stumble in times of calamity. Mm. And so for me, that heart check is, okay, I've made a mistake. Am I going to get up? Right. Or am I going to stay down? And, um, you know, get, get up, um, repent and move forward. Right. You know, and, um, I have another one I was thinking of. It's Jeremiah 12, five. And I love this verse, um, because it, it motivates me to keep going and do the right thing. Because it says, if you have run with footmen and they have tired you out, then how can you compete with the horsemen? Mm. If you fall down in a land of peace, how will you do in the thicket of the Jordan? Wow. And it's like we have seasons of peace. And if I can't walk when it's easy. That's so good. Right. What am I going to do when it's hard? And what right. am I doing when it's easy? Am I taking the time to be in the word and to memorize scripture so that yes. I am ready, you know, so that I am being yes. prepared so that I am uh, for the time when it's not easy, where you're in the thicket of the Jordan, when you're now with the horsemen, right. because the days are only going to get darker. I 
I remember being that Chuck works in the public school, they they get sick a lot. The students do. Oh, sure. So I remember um, a teacher helped invent. It's not emergency. It's called something. It's a it's a vitamin that you take preventatively when you start feeling the sniffles and you mm-hmm. start feeling like you get sick. It's a you know vitamin C power packed. Airborne. Thank you. Thank you. And so that's what we're to do. Right. We're to be taking the vitamin C, drenching ourselves in the scriptures, stay prayed up. You know, what is that saying? Football players, basketball players, a lot of people say, stay ready so you don't, you don't got to get ready. Right. Be ready. Be in ready. season and out yes. of season. Knowing the words so that we can be an encouragement. If, if it's hard days and we can't walk or we're living in fear and we cower, mm. what is our witness? Right. To the world that's looking and looking for hope, looking for someone who's not in our own strength. Right. No, but by the grace of God and by the power of the Holy Spirit, able to contend with the horsemen. I love it. That is so good. That is great. What's your next one? Okay, so I have, ha, oh, the Lord <laughs> keeps me in check with his word. We can go on for days, folks. Um, this one cuts the quick of my heart. Obedience. Jesus mm. says so tenderly as he does, but so truthful. If you love me, keep my commandments. We could just do a whole podcast on that one because I think that we try to get around what the Lord says. I don't want to obey. Right, right. We want to do things our way. Mm -hmm. goes back to self and pride. Yes. And God is saying, you know, to obey is better than sacrifice. That's what I have right there. 1 Samuel 15, 22. Mm -hmm. Exactly. He doesn't... He wants the obedience. And he That's wants how heart. we show him our heart. And I, I you know, we're reading through numbers, right? Mm-hmm. If you're going through the one year Bible, which I encourage you all to have a reading plan, you're in the book of Numbers right now. And what do you see in the nation of Israel? Their stubbornness. You know, Caleb and, and Joshua, they go to the promised land, right. right? And they, with the other 10 spies, 12 of them go, one from each tribe. And they go and they survey and they look. And what do they see? Look at the clusters of grapes, the pomegranates, the lush land. It is a land it's flowing with milk, milk and, and honey. honey. God They're is in right. Love. Mm-hmm. Yes. And what do the other ten see? No. The giants. They're giants. We're like grasshoppers in their sight. How do they even know how they saw them? But they're afraid. Right. And what do they do? They, they stir spread fear. It. Yes. That's right. They um, stir it up. The entire nation is now afraid. And they're crying out, no, no, we don't want to go. We're going to die there. Right. Moses, why'd you bring us here? You should have left us in Egypt, again, as slaves. Because now they're going to die, not from lack of water or lack of food. Now they're going to die from the Anakim, you know? Right. And, the and giants of the land. The giants mm-hmm. of the land is what they're saying. And so they refuse to take God at his word. Mm. And so the Lord... And we're the same way. We are the same. Oh, Lord, forgive us. And the Lord deals with them. Mm-hmm. And he tells them, this is what's going to happen. Because you didn't take me at my word. Because you didn't, babe. Because you refused to obey. You're going to wander in the wilderness You know what years. always grips me as, again, as we're getting to the Easter season? Thinking of, you didn't know the day of your visitation. Oh, gosh, doesn't that grieve you? It always grieves me. No, way. exactly. That's, that's exactly what I was thinking. They had the scriptures. They had the scrolls. Yes. They could have calculated it to a T. And here he is with the palm leaves on the floor and the clothes on the floor and Hosanna riding on the donkey that no one ever rode before. I mean, everything scripturally is aligning, you know, perfectly. And they were just, nope. They they missed it. Well, and I think, you know, Jesus is coming again. I mean, we are on, we are in overtime. 
Jesus yes. is coming soon and right. very soon. I don't want to miss it. Like they missed it. Or like the, the Israelites missed it. They missed the promised land. And, you know, they go on to grumble. But what of Joshua and Caleb? Joshua and Caleb went to the promised land. And I love that the scripture says they had a peculiar spirit because they wholly followed the Lord. Holy. I always circle that. Holy because you're holy. Holy, you know, a complete whole. I want to wholly follow you, Lord. You're a holy God. You're worthy. And your word, just from Genesis to Revelation, it's trustworthy. You're trustworthy. So let's right. take you at your word. And so obedience, it looks different, right? So we're talking about women that stay home or some that work outside of the home, women that homeschool, women that their kids go to private school or it's, public school. It's yeah. different. It's going to look, obedience is different for every person, but God, it does not change. And so we have to be steeped in the scriptures, mining them out, right? trusting in him, praying, get counsel. You know, I remember talking about obedience. I had a girlfriend that said she was Christian and we were in law school together and she got really drunk at an event and she was very openly telling everyone that she was Christian and I felt so grieved and so long story short I didn't say anything to her but I got counsel I went mm -hmm. to a godly older woman and I said, I can't sleep. I'm thinking about this friend. I, you know, I'm not the Holy Spirit. I don't want to check her for what publicly happened. And what she did was very open at mm -hmm. an event. And I said, so I, what should I do? And she goes, oh, sister, it's you. And I said, why does it have to be me? And she said, it's clearly you. And, and she just broke down the scriptures of, you know, we're supposed to lift each other up and, and, and God was quickening my heart, but I didn't want to do it. Send someone else, Lord, send right. someone else. So I, I had to talk with her. I didn't want to. I said, can we please sit down and have coffee? Why? What do we need to talk about? Whatever we need to talk about, you can tell me over the phone. Oh, she knew already. She knew already. And I said, well, I really want you to see my face. I really want to talk to you. I want to hug you. And she says, just tell me now. And so I shared my heart with her, and she said, well, maybe I'm not a Christian. I said, well, I have thought about that. How dare you? I said, well, you just said that. And so we, we talked, we dialogued, and it didn't end well. And so a couple years later, she told me, Laura, you know, I never thanked you for telling me mm -hmm. I was an alcoholic. I said, I didn't, I didn't tell, tell you that. you were an alcoholic. She said, that's what I heard. Mm -hmm. And maybe that was the truth, though. You know, God knows. But and, to and this day, I my heart beats. I didn't want to do it. I did not want Who to talk to her. Who wants to do that? Who wants to do that? I don't want to do that. It's not my gifting. It's, it's, <laughs> it's not about the gifting. You're so funny. <laughs> it's about obedience. Right. And and God. It's uncomfortable. It is uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable to tell your dear friend that you'd rather just go to Starbucks and get a coffee with to tell them something that God put on your heart. That's not that a warm, fuzzy. Seen. Right. That you've seen. Right. And that you know will lead to her harm and to mm, her hurt. Amen. You had her That's best exactly interest right. at heart. You're I think exactly sometimes right. we can be sin sniffers. We can no, we no, can right. be critical right. um, and we're not looking at somebody's best mm. interest at heart, but you had her best interest at heart. And even if it's not received at the time, that matters. And the Holy Spirit will do his work. Right. And when we've obeyed, what do we do at that point? It's the, it's the Holy it Spirit's the job. Yeah, it's not our job to convict. Right. The Holy Spirit convicts. It's our job to obey him. That's right. Yes. And that doesn't mean it's easy. There's, you know. I'll show you stories it's, too. It's, it's not easy. I mean, even it if in our easy. own, with our own children in right. our own homes. It, right. I mean, I don't, there are times I'm like, did I just hear that? Mm. I don't want to have to correct I that. think it's confrontation. I think that's what we sometimes try to avoid. But look at Jesus. Jesus. 
What did he tell Peter? He was crazy feed confrontational. My, feed my yes. sheep. But afterwards, he didn't, like I said, brushing it under the rug. No. no. He said, Peter, he tell, when he rose from the dead, go tell my disciples. And Peter, and he Peter. lovingly corrects. Come right. back, my daughter. Come back, my son. Mm-hmm. But it takes, you know, someone to be obedient. I love, oh, I love when you hear a pastor share from the pulpit, you know what? I'm feeling a prompting right now. We're going to pray for Ukraine. Or I'm feeling a prompting right now. We're going to, I'm, I'm not going to teach my notes. God is telling me to teach this. That's obedience, right, Diane? And that's scary. It's totally scary. Um, yes, definitely. But we have to obey. And I was thinking of, um, you know, when we read God's word, in James 1, 22 through 25, I'm just going to abbreviate sure, that. Yes, yes. Be doers of the word, mm-hmm. not hearers only. You know, right. um, blessed are you if you do. Yes. And us knowing scripture means nothing. Right. If we don't do it. Right. And, and, you know, in James, James is one whole sure, book of conviction, so I good. think, yes. covered, a, you know, beginning to end. <laughs> yeah, um, is. Faith without works is mm. dead. So you should be able to look at someone who is a believer, at me, at you, at, our, at anyone who claims to be a believer, and they should be noticeably different. Right. Um, not arrogant, but different because our works should show that we love the Lord. And that love verse that you have, the love one another, that's one way that people know if we have love for one another. And you're not going to tell Josh when he's little that it's okay to not look both ways before you cross the street. Right. Again, guardrails. That's the whole, you know, theme here is you encourage one another, but encouragement sometimes is tough. Our coach is always nice. No, sometimes they're firm. Sometimes they say, little Johnny, you got to sit down. Your ankles still hurt. I know you want to get out there, but you're injured. Your doctor's note says one more week. That stings. Little Johnny may start crying. Yes. Yes, exactly. But a father's heart is a loving heart. And so may we desire to have God's heart in obedience, in our homes, with our families, and, and even with, with, with our church family too, mm-hmm. right? Definitely. You know, another verse that I think that really convicts me is 1 Corinthians uh, 6, 19 through 20, that my body is not my own, mm. that I have been bought with the precious yes. blood of Jesus, that so it's the good. temple of the Holy Spirit, and that I'm to glorify God in my body. Right. Um, that That's verse good. is so all-encompassing. All yeah. <laughs> it is sure like is. everything. Like, I am not my own, you know. Suicide is on the the rampage right now. It's just escalating. And um, Joe's gone on several calls, and it is grievous every time. And it doesn't matter if it's a young child, you know, a kid, a teen, teen, Mm -hmm. uh, someone in their 20s. It doesn't matter if it's a parent and the child finds them. It is awful, no matter who, how, when. Um, But he always says, as a believer, you don't have that right. Wow. You're not your own. Jesus bought you. You're his and and so whatever it is that we are tempted to do in sin, right? Because this whole thing is talking about sexual sin and and why we need to live pure lives, um, because we're not our own. Yes, we're His. Right. So I don't get to go do drugs or or in the suicide example, choose your end date. I don't that's get what to. I that's think. God's job. That's God's job. And even with the euthanasia thing, it's when it call. when it was real big or abortion. Your body's a temple, and what you put into your body matters. What you look at with gaze with your eyes, where you go matters. with your feet, 
All of those things. What you do with your hands, all encompassing what we listen to. Right. You know, um, you are, you pray, you're a prayer warrior. You pray with lots of people. And in that realm, the temptation could be for gossip. Mm. What trust God has given you, right? You could be a tail bearer, right? No, I I, I know. But you understand what what I'm saying. It's like those ears, whatever's been shared with you, it's a a holy and it is a a trust. That's right. It is a trust. And it's confidential. And it is confidential. And so with that, like, you're not free to go share. Why? Because you're the temple of the right. Holy Spirit. That is so good. You're you're saying, God, you've entrusted this to me. And just like with in the Old Testament, all of the rituals that the Levitical priests had to do were entrusted with to pray. We're entrusted to raise our kids in the ways of the Lord. We're entrusted with so many things. And it's such a high privilege. Everything we do, you know, whatever our roles are, it's his gifting. It's he gets all the credit. He gets all the glory. But, you know, even stewarding our our money, you know, and and, and our finances and, and all of the things that we do and we use. And, you know, I was thinking about this gas price problem (laughs) and I thought, I prayed and I said, Lord, I thank you that, yeah, it'll sting, but I can afford a couple more bucks at the at the pump. I said, but there's people that they're thinking, pay my cell phone, keep my water on, or gas. I actually thought that. The people are in that pitch. They're in that that, that mm-hmm. tough predicament. And I, I just started thinking, Lord, provide carpools, provide other ways, because it's it's squeezing them and it's harming yes. them. And it's it, it, they get fearful and upset and frustrated. You know, and and a girlfriend of mine, literally, I'm not over-exaggerating, was held at gunpoint. Um, She was robbed. And I had just watched a documentary that because of the COVID checks, the EDD checks people Mm, aren't getting anymore or whatever they call the stimulus and the, you know, I can't work because of COVID. People don't get that free money. And so crime is on the increase. increase. And so all of this is to say our bodies are the temple and what we're going to do. And I think that this is a good heart check not just for teens you know don't go vape at the party little johnny don't go drink that alcohol but it's to everything it's like you said all consuming what do we hear what do we see what do we think and i love pastor brian broderson shared this one time he's so gifted in teaching on spiritual warfare and one time he said when a thought comes in because we all get ugly thoughts he said nope this is not from yahweh this is not from jesus i'm going to take it captive he goes immediately so if our body's the temple, if we have an ugly thought, where'd that come from? You know, whatever right. type of thought. With the suicide example, it hurts too much. And your life, nope. That's not God talking. It's not God talking. And 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 use that temple maintenance and that heart check and the Holy Spirit to drench your mind and saturate your mind and say, this is not of God. Right? Right. And when you were talking about it being a privilege, you know, when you were talking about the Levitical priests and their job, how it was a privilege and an honor and God wanted to be shown, it to be shown through their service that he was holy. Things that keep me in check in regard to the ministry are the stories of the Old Testament, actually even the new. God didn't mess around. When you think of, you know, Aaron's sons, Nadab and Abihu, they offered false fire before the Lord. They were Boom. consumed. Yep. Ananias and Sapphira. Ananias and Sapphira, New Testament. They lied to the Holy Spirit. They lied. They were done. dead. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, not only that, you think of um, um, it was Samuel's son, right? right? The carnality yes. and the sinfulness. Yes. Done. And what did God tell Aaron through Moses? Don't, don't, don't grieve. even grieve. Don't even. Wow, what a heart right. check, you know, that we are to be right. I think of the sons of Korah, Korah, 250, and with Korah rebelled against Moses. 
Because they were jealous. And why? I was just going to say, because what was they the were purpose? jealous. They, they wanted the jealous. priesthood. Right. Who do you think you are, Moses? That's they the, my wanted paraphrase. the priesthood. Right. The ministry <laughs> right. wasn't good enough. They wanted wow. the priesthood. And right. what did God? Say? You're going to appear before me. And the, the you're going to appear for, before me. That's right. And so, and what happens is, you know, Moses says the Lord will show who He has chosen to right. lead. That's right. And if something that has never happened before happens, then we will know. And so what happens? The ground opens up, you know, I swallows think them whole. They go down to their death in the midst of the earth. Right. The ground covers itself. And the people were so afraid for like a day because then they complain the next day. <laughs> right. Same thing. Yes. And then yes. Aaron's rod buds and it grows almonds. Oh, and I And he's love like, that. I have chosen, mm-hmm. I have this chosen Aaron. Chosen. Yes, yes. I have chosen Moses. It's Quit. such a beautiful picture and image of obedience and disobedience of the proper heart and the incorrect heart. And you're right. I mean, God is holy. You know, I, I love how he tells Moses, take off your sandals. This is holy ground. I always think of that image. And Jesus washed the disciples' feet. You know, there's something very special, you know, and then it, one of the, it says, you know, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel. But yes. there's, there's a lot of feet imagery in the Bible, right? I mean, Jesus, even his beautiful feet were pierced for us, nailed to that cross. And I think that, you know, that's him that we all know, prone to wander, Lord, I feel it, prone to leave the God I love. And I I picture like walking, walking away, you know, and we don't want to be backslidden. We don't want to be comfortable. We don't want to just sit on the sidelines, put me in coach, you know, put me in Jesus. I'm all for you. But check our heart. Are we being obedient? Because sometimes the Lord will shelf you. You know, when Isaac, and you know this, when my son started having seizures, I said, okay, Lord, I can't do much of outside ministry right right now. And it grieved me. Mm -hmm. I wept. Lord, I want to have these uh, prayer meetings in my home. Lord, I'd want to have small group. And the Lord said, not not right now, Mm -hmm. my daughter, not right now. So just as an encouragement to you all, there are going to be seasons when God will Pause the good thing for the best thing. For the time. Yes. For the time. And you can still minister. You know, I still it just would looks pray. Different. It just looks different. And he's so good like that. He too. is so good. And we, but I think that's when we get confused between his will and our will. Mm. Right. But I want this. Right. And the Lord's like, not right now, but I want to do it this way. And the Lord's like, not this way. But sometimes we hear not now, not ever. Because we're not listening. Because we want what we want, right? We (laughs) want what we want. And and we can see it so easily in our children, right? Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. it's harder sometimes to see it in ourselves, which is why James says the word is like a mirror. Because if we're in the word, he's going to show us. And he's so gentle in how he corrects us. Right. Right? And how he reveals these things, right? Lord, but I want to do this, but not right now. Not right now. And that's hard. And we do feel shelved and we do feel isolated. And I think as we read through the scriptures, there are so many people that we can learn from. I think for me, you know, the prodigal son's brother. We can be irritated and bugged. We look and we see the blessing that's happening. Legalistic. Legalistic. I'm doing everything right. I did everything right. Where's my blessing? Uh, uh, Why why don't I have a husband yet? Why Mm. don't I have children yet? Why don't I own a home yet? I've done everything right. Well, then where's grace and mercy? It's not. Right. It's all work. It's all works-based. And, mm. But we can be like that if yes. we think we are following what we're supposed to be following and doing what we're supposed to be. I haven't. I earned it. Mm. 
And 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 that's hard. And we forget grace. And we like forget grace. Like mm-hmm. the prodigal son's brother. He didn't rejoice his brother was home. He was upset that dad killed the fatted calf for him. And I love how in that illustration, the prodigal's dad says, you've always had me. That's what cuts my heart. You've always had the father. And he says, and everything I have is yours. You, Son. The Levitical priests. Oh, you don't get land, uh, Aaron. Right. You get me. And What's we want to settle that? for the land, right? I, and he wanted the party when he had the father. Right. So, so, mm. so good. So I hope you all have enjoyed this. And I know Diane has maybe 10 more scriptures she was going <laughs> to share. But this has been so good. And, you know, I think that when you look through the scriptures and when you study God's word or you talk like we're talking or in your small groups or your Bible study time, you're going to notice that the promises that check you or the guardrails, they're the, the, the verses like, this all will know that you're my disciples if you have love for one another. And then the other one of the righteous will fall. They're, they're all woven in there. So there isn't necessarily a template of guardrails. It's it's all between us and God. And he points out things to us. And we are wise to hide these scriptures in our heart, to meditate on them. And to write out your own verse. You know, if, if God is giving you a verse... Write it out. Share it with someone. And share it with us. Share it with us. What What are some of your guardrail verses? What are some verses that God um, gives to you? I, I knew of a person that put um, literally by their TV, I will put no evil thing before, before my, my eyes. eyes. I think that's in Job, mm-hmm. right? No vain thing before my eyes. Yes. So we are so blessed that you joined us today. Promises Podcast. If you're ever in town, come visit us. Calvary Montclair. We're on Holt Boulevard in the city of Ontario. We are so blessed to be here to mm-hmm. talk about the Lord to encourage one another and we're going to keep doing it. See you next week. See you next time. (laughs) God bless you.